Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Chris and Pray for You. Happy Sunday. I never know really what time it is in the different parts of the world that people watch us. I mean, I, I say good morning to people and they say, well, it's evening where we are and I, it's sometimes the next day or whatever. I don't you know. know. What I've decided. Mm. I think that we could celebrate this year, New Year's all around the world. So we could, you know, instead of going to bed at midnight, we can celebrate in some other part of the world. That'd be easier. We can go to yeah. bed at a nice, reasonable hour for <laughs> middle-aged people like ourselves. Hey, we'll find, we'll figure out, we'll figure out where it is where it's like eight o'clock in our time, and we'll just celebrate <laughs> New Year's that way. That's gonna be a lot easier. All right, so check us out. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen. Pray for you. Kristen's gonna pray for everybody in a second. I have a brief message today on why the resurrection of Christ is so important. Okay, and then Kristen's gonna pray for you individually as prayer requests come in. So if you have prayer requests right now, please go right ahead and just write them in the comments section. We'll get to them. Some people have sent us prayer requests ahead of time. In the meantime, if you don't want to, that's fine. Be, be sure to start just liking our page and share this video with other people so other people can see it live on your page right now. Okay? All right, so let's get started. So Kristen, why don't you go ahead and just pray for everybody, all right? Okay. Well, dear Jesus, we just thank you. This is the week where we especially take time. Lord, we have to remember that in the busyness of this week, of what it represents Christmas, why we celebrate Christmas, but we really should keep that all year long, Lord. We should keep that. Just like at Easter, we think about uh, how you saved us, and um, we should really think about that all year long. I mean, the miracle of Christmas, the miracle of Easter, how you came as a baby. You came to be a sacrifice for us. You came to give us royalty and to set the captives free. Thank you, God, for setting us free. Thank you for what it means, what Christmas means. Thank you for coming to this earth. Thank you for having this plan that to, to save us, God. And it's just beyond our comprehension how you knew, I mean, all the different layers God the Father knew that he would have to go through that pain with his son, Jesus. Jesus knew that he would have to bear that for us. And of course, the Holy Spirit. There's just so many layers that we don't even know about, about all the pain and all the suffering that you went through to give us victory, God. So thank you. Thank you for covering us. And we remember today that you've covered us in your love. You've covered every single sin. You've covered everything. You covered something that was done five minutes ago. You cover something that was done five years ago or 50 years ago. God, you are the God. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah uh, Rapha. You are our healer. You are our provider. You are our victory, God. And we walk in your victory. And I pray for each person listening to the sound of my voice to walk in that victory, Lord, and to just know how they are covered in your fabulous love. In Jesus' name, amen. Great job. Great job as always. All right, guys. So listen, uh, very briefly, I want to talk today about why the resurrection of Christ is so important. Because I hear a lot of people who will say, look, I like Christianity as a philosophy, but I struggle with the miracles, and in particular, the resurrection, right? Because other miracles maybe aren't as detailed, or you wonder, okay, maybe this explains it, maybe that explains it, maybe this person wasn't really blind, maybe they were just acting, or maybe Jesus didn't really walk on water, maybe it's a metaphor, whatever. 
But with the resurrection, it's really central to Christianity, and it's described in such detail that there can't be any doubt that Jesus was dead, and then people are making claims to have seen him later, okay? He's beaten to within an inch of his life. He's crucified to the point where they actually stab him and nothing but water comes out. There's no doubt the man was dead, and then the tomb is empty, and people claim to have seen him. And so a lot of people are uncomfortable with this philosophically. And they say, look, Christianity is a great philosophy that's ruined by ridiculous claims. And I want to talk to you about why that's really not the case and why, yes, the resurrection of Christ is essential. Why is it important that Jesus rose from the dead? Now, a simple answer that I hear sometimes, and it's it's not that satisfactory because, I mean, it's true, but it misses the bigger picture is that anyone can make claim to having the right answers, but raising oneself from the dead gives credibility and authority. And I suppose there is truth to that, right? Like, obviously, if you saw someone who was dead and they raised themselves from it, you think, well, this guy's got something going on. I have to get some of that. Like, what does he have to say? All right. So there is truth to that, but it misses the more important point. It misses the entire point because it misses the entire purpose of Christ's being and his ministry. Christianity has great philosophical components. Yes, don't get me wrong. But Jesus was not just presenting a way of life. He was presenting himself as life. His ideas didn't conquer death. He conquered death. It's not enough for his ideas to live in us. He has to live in us and we have to live in him. And if he who conquered death and sin and bondage lives in us, see, then death and sin has no place in us. That's the entire philosophy of Christianity. See, Every other philosopher asks us to accept his ideas, and there's some good ideas out there, okay? Buddhism asks us to accept certain ideas about, you know, rejecting materialism, for example. Islam asks us to accept certain ideas. But again, remember, Allah, or I should say the Prophet Muhammad, he's still dead. People go and visit his grave. Even Scientology asks us to accept certain ideas that themselves have merit. Scientology, for example, emphasizes uh, the importance of, of hard work and self-discipline and, and not being drunk and things like that. So I can go into a lot of philosophies and find good things to pick from them, okay? But Jesus doesn't just ask us to accept his ideas. Jesus asks us to accept himself. That's the entire point. What does John 3.16 say? So, because God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, not to whosoever believes him, but whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So him raising himself from the dead is proof, not just that his ideas work, but that he works. And the idea is that for us to have life and to have it abundantly in all things, I don't mean like you're shot in the head and all of a sudden you come back to life, but just life, success, meaning, success in your relationship, success in your work, waking up in the morning and having purpose, achieving the fulfillment of what God has for you, for us to have that and to have it abundantly. His spirit, check this out, it's not his ideas, it's his spirit the same spirit that raised him from the dead. His ideas didn't raise him from the dead. His spirit raised him from the dead. And that spirit has to be in us and us in him. His ideas didn't conquer death. His spirit did. And so the idea of Christianity is to take the same spirit, to accept the same spirit and put it inside of us. You know, there's an interesting series of verses that kick off uh, John 15, where Jesus emphasizes both the importance of his teachings, which he calls the word, and himself. And in fact, he shows that his teachings and his spirit are inseparable and indistinguishable from each other. He says, first he says, 
you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Okay, notice the, the importance of the spoken word. Then he says, remain in me and I also remain in you. So for, now he's saying you have to actually remain in me and I personally remaining in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It either must remain in the vine or be cut off. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Then he says the famous verse, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like the branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Then he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. So first he says, if you remain in me and I remain in you. He's talking about himself. Now he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. In other words, he's he's saying these two things are the same. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. See, Jesus doesn't make a distinction between himself and his word, himself and the teachings. You can't distinguish one from the other because to do so, you're necessarily rejecting Christ's teachings. That's why John, the book of John kicks off, remember with this, he says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And it says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So in other words, Jesus's teachings are not distinguishable from Jesus's spirit. And when you're accepting Christianity, you, what you're really doing to accept it, to get the benefit of it, is you're, expe- you're accepting Jesus's spirit. See, look, Christianity has a lot of broad principles and they're great. Loving one another, treating other people the way you want to be treated. Absolutely. Forgiveness, praying for your enemies. Those are all great things. Emphasizing peace instead of violence. All of those are great teachings and I'm not here to reject any of them. What I'm saying is you're cheating yourself out of the fruits of the spirit if you're only focusing on the broad principles. And what are the fruits of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's what enables you to be more Christ-like. That's the end game here is not to be smarter. It's to be, it's to, it's to become Christ himself. So you're, by rejecting the resurrection, by rejecting the supernatural elements of this, you're cheating yourself out of the personalized and personal relationship with the creator of the universe that Jesus came and died to give you. This creator of the universe who knows all things, not just the broad principles, but the specific things for you and has the best things in mind for you and your specific destiny and who wants to guide you in every move. You know, Christianity is kind of unique among the major philosophies because it actually doesn't promise to eliminate your problems. Christianity is not a philosophy that eliminates troubles. In fact, it says many are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from all. In other words, it means you never have to go through those troubles alone because Christ himself resides in you. And listen to this. And if he who conquered death lives in you, then you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's my message for you today. Oh, I am on fire from that one. I say it all a lot, don't I? That's fine. You can say a lot because I have good messages. That deserve, <laughs> Amen. That deserve that kind of praise. You know, it's it's so interesting because I think to myself how I as you're saying this, how many discussions I've had with people of different faiths or people who are maybe don't believe in any faith at all or just believe in concepts or ideas. And I'm always reminded that although of course, our ideas, nothing is new under the sun. Everything is taken, even the good ones that you have mentioned, mm-hmm. philosophies, they took from Christ himself. I mean, they took those things and then kind of made it their own thing. So that's the ironic part. But 
going back and forth and debating is one thing, and we know we have the answer. But as you said, you can't distinguish that from the spirit of God. And the, the thing that needs that people need to realize is debating back and forth will never get you. Yes, you can kind of seek. The Lord said, seek me and I, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. So if you're really looking to see, is this who Christ says he is? And a lot of people look through the Bible and end up, you know, trying to refute it and end up actually becoming Christians that way. But the spirit of God, the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the love, all of those things, the intangible things, the things that go beyond our comprehension, our brains, our philosophies, you can have all these things, but people realize that they're missing that central piece. And you're right, that cannot be taken away from that. So I think that was a a great point. Yeah, you know, let's just put it into real terms. I mean, Christianity has great philosophies, but philosophy by itself is not going to empower you the way that you need to be empowered. I mean, if you get a phone call right now that someone you love was in a, he- a horrible car accident and is being rushed to the hospital, philosophy is not going to help you. That's right. You can, it might maybe help you stay a little bit more calm, but you have to be able to speak life into that person. Mm-hmm. You know, it, philosophy can help you do better in a job interview, but philosophy is not often going to show you. It's not going to guide you to the right jobs. In fact, a lot of times what philosophy does is it gets us to actually be in the wrong place. We follow ourselves, we follow our minds, and we try to make sense of the world with the philosophy. When God's ways are so different than ours, a lot of what he wants us to do is actually counterintuitive. You know, he might want us to leave a job and we want to stay or vice versa. He might want us to leave a person we want to stay or vice versa. Okay. So, you know, even in our marriage, before you and I have important discussions, we pray for the Holy Spirit to guide those discussions. I'm not looking at the Sermon of the Mount and saying, okay, well, you know, God says, blessed are the meek, blessed are the this and that. I mean, that's important stuff too. But what I'm really saying is, God, give me the words and, and help me communicate what I want to communicate to Kristen and help her hear those words and vice versa. Give her the words and help me hear. God, just be the thing that brings us together. Have supernatural power in our life. I mean, if you, if all you are getting out of Christianity is a philosophy, that's nice, but you're missing the entire purpose of it and you're missing the thing that really is empowering, which is, which is God guiding your every steps and smoothing the path along the way. That's right. That's right. That's where the Holy Spirit comes into play. That's something that can't, that goes beyond your understanding. When you're trying to get in touch with the Holy Spirit, you, you get tripped up if you're too much into your thoughts and yourself. You have to let that go. Remember, and, and listen, we can sit here for the next several hours and just you know, re-preach the old sermons we've preached. But, you know, I spoke at one time about a good idea is not necessarily a God idea. Mm-hmm. Philosophy can make a lot of things seem good. That's not necessarily the thing that God wants you to do. You think about, for example, the story of Gideon when he was fighting his enemies and he had this fairly large army. It wasn't as big as his enemies, but it was fairly large. And God said, okay, get rid of all these people. And then it was smaller. And he said, okay, get rid of all these people now. And he only had something like 300 yeah. people versus like 100,000. Philosophically, that makes no sense, but that's what God wanted and that's what brought him victory. So it's not enough to rely on philosophy. If the entire purpose of Christ coming into this world was for his spirit to live in us so that we can have direct access to God and God can have direct access to us and he can guide our lives. That's, that's right. the idea. That's right. And you know, there's a Broadway show, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and there's a song, That's My New Philosophy. And they go through all the philosophies. Man does not live by bread alone. Leave your message at the sound of the tone. And that going through my head. So <laughs> I want to say hi to the people joining us. No pause joining us. It looks like uh, Russian alphabet, Dario, Angelina, Prasad. Thank you. And Jafet. Um, 
Kristen, why don't you start with the uh, prayer request we have real quick, and then we'll get to everybody else who's running in. All right. Well, speaking of, you know, I look at these prayer requests, and they, they match up with what we we're just talking about today. They, they line up perfectly with the Spirit of God. You can't overcome temptation with philosophies. That's you true. have to have the Spirit of God. So MJ is asking for overcoming temptation. And so in Jesus' name, I pray for MJ. I pray for strongholds to be broken. I pray for her to actually really understand in the spiritual realm what's happening and how God loves her and that she doesn't have to feel ashamed. Because sometimes what happens is if you you go into that pattern, if you already feel shame and you already feel hopeless, then you just keep giving into the temptation. That's the enemy's lie. I pray for her to believe your truth, God. Give her, show her the power in your Holy Spirit that you've given her. Let her access that power and stay in you, God. Show her how to stay in you. We pray for Arturo, a regular listener. Hi, Arturo, who's praying for a house. And I know that something we've mentioned in previous episodes is Jordan and I prayed and prayed for the house um, for when we got married to find the right house that we're in right now with this beautiful view that you can all see behind us. Yes. And it's sunny here all the time. That's right. Um, you know, and, and we prayed and we prayed, and this is a testimony to God's goodness because it looked impossible with just a lot of different things, the housing market, all, all sorts of things. So God, we know that you can give Arturo a house, just like you gave us the perfect house, give Arturo the house that's meant for him and give him the resources as well. And Christine, who had who had actually uh, we prayed for last time, uh, submitted another prayer request. She had prayed for her ministry. I pray that that's going well. We we stand with her on that, and she's also praying for her family. So God, I pray for her family because I I do know that when you're going, you know, the enemy's not happy when you're going to do something. You're stepping out in faith mm-hmm. in your ministry, and sometimes he'll attack the family. So God, not sometimes, probably always. God, we put a hedge of protection around Christine and her family, God, and we know that yours is the victory. In Jesus' name, amen. I love looking at the messages that come in and see where we're speaking to at any given time. Uh, Vajay, uh, which I guess Vajay Jimmy is watching from the Solomon Islands, someone else watching from India, someone else watching right now from the Philippines. You know, we put these things up on iTunes that people should know we, we actually are live streaming these things from Facebook at any given moment. So you're certainly welcome to join us. All right, guys. Well, listen, uh, I want to pray for everybody who's joining us right now. Nopa, Dario, Angelina, uh, Prasad, Jaffe, uh, Vaja, and uh, anyone else who's watching and also not commenting. We thank you, God, for all these people. We pray they all have a great Christmas. We pray for our individual family members and the family members of those people watching. We thank you for all their lives. We thank you, God. I just pray, you know, I saw somebody describe Western civilization recently as uh, the post-Christian world. And God, I just pray that that we actually return to Christianity and return to the promise of Christ. And God, I just pray that each of these people is a great seed and a great blessing in each of their communities. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And now I'd like to give the call of salvation. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you did a long time ago, but you just haven't been living for Jesus and you know it and you feel that tug in your spirit that tug that you feel is not a philosophy that tug that you feel is the spirit of God saying knocking at the door of your heart saying please let me in I love you so much he loves you he loves you I pray I feel like there's somebody out there right now that feels like 
no one understands them. No one loves them. And I feel like those are the exact words that you've, I, I, I just feel like God is saying, I love you. I understand you. I value you. I value you so much to bring you this program on social media to let you know, just you, how much I love you. So I don't know who that's for today, but God loves you. Just remember that. So if you want to accept Jesus, this is your opportunity. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, please let us know about it. It encourages us so much. Or if you know someone who needs to hear that message, if you would pray that prayer with somebody and let us know about that too. We want to know about more people getting into the kingdom of God. So send us a message or comment on the video, and we'd love, love to know that that's happening. All right, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas to everybody. We hope you guys have just a great holiday. Enjoy it with your friends and family. Enjoy it safely. We will see you again soon. Uh, Until next time, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.